This is the preaching podcast from Keystone Church and Pastor Josh Cox. To find out more about Keystone, visit keystonerdu.church. We hope you enjoy today's message. Today is a little unique. We're going to be, I'm going to be preaching a sermon entitled, All Things New. All Things New, you see... A two-year-old church is obviously classified as a new church. Even though two years in, I feel like a toddler. I feel like every now and then, you know, we wet the bed on a Sunday. That's the way I feel, okay? That's the way it is when you're a two-year-old church. Every now and then, you forget and you wet the bed on a Sunday. I feel like I do that about once a month. Um, But all things new. People are attracted to new items. I don't know if you saw Pastor Aaron's shoes when he came up here. Um, rocking those things, I'm a, I, I immediately look down, um, and new things, new cars, new homes, some of you single people, new boyfriend, new girlfriend, right? New things, new things, new job, new pay raise. Um, but today we want to preach from the text of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, It's just one verse this morning. It'll be on the screen for you. Feel free to use your app if you'd like. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new I want to share some good news with you this morning I feel like we have enough bad news in this world um, my my daughter loves it when I talk about her in, my, in a sermon uh, but my oldest daughter she does not like bad news so much that she does not want to ever watch the news because every time you turn on the news what is it bad news right there was a shooting here and this guy's in trouble here and the verdict came out for this trial and it's all bad news and we live in a world full of bad news and this morning I want to bring good news I want to bring a message from God for you today And I'm asking you this morning very seriously, and I understand, let me just get the the elephant in the room here. We're getting some food and stuff ready outside. You may even smell it, but you can hear people walking. Can I ask you just for 15 to 20 minutes, could you try to zero your focus in on what we're going to say this morning from God's word? Uh, Young people, hold it. All right, you don't have to go to the potty. You'll be good. It's just 15 minutes. Just for 15 minutes, I'm going to ask you, to zero in and focus on God's word. And then I'm going to ask you to do this. If you will focus, would you put that difficult situation that you faced last week, would you put that behind you for 15 to 20 minutes? Um, The fear of something coming up this week that you're not really sure about, would you put that to the side for about 15 minutes? Um, Would you open your eyes and your ears in your hearts and your minds to the good news we're going to talk about today. 
And then I'm going to ask you to do these two things. Would you determine today if God will speak to me, I will listen. I'm going to ask you that very plainly, and I want you to think about that. Would you in your heart say, God, if you will speak today, I will listen. That's a simple request. To be honest with you, it's an intimidating request. But I'm asking you to do that today. And then the second thing I'm asking you to do is if God prompts you today to do something, would you do it? If God prompts you today to do something, would you do it? Heavenly Father, speak through your word. God, remove me from this sermon. God, remove my personality even. God, remove anything that would take away from the truth of your word. God, we come before you today with your word as the standard by which we live. God, your word that leads and guides and directs us. Your spirit that comforts us. God, we come before you today wanting to exalt the name of Christ. Speak through your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to pull this verse apart a little bit this morning. And I want to look at some specific words and some specific phrases in this verse that I believe will speak to us this morning. First, I want us to see this, number one, the invitation for all. The invitation that's for all. Therefore, if, say it, therefore, if anyone. Say it again. You ready? Wake up. You ready? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That word, anyone. Let me tell you, I've, I've done a lot of study on this word. Looked at the original language, really dug deep to try to figure out what does it mean? Does it really mean anyone? And it, I've come to this conclusion. Anyone in this, contact, in this context right here, you know what it means? Anyone. That's my theologian right here on the, front, on the second row. It literally means anyone. It literally means anyone. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And can I say today, we have good news to share. We're going to get to the good news. We have good news, but I want you to understand this, that the good news today is for anyone. It is literally for anyone. The good news today is not for the wealthy or for the privileged. The good news today is not for those whose bank accounts saw an increase last month instead of a decrease. The good news today is not for someone who walked in here dressed up nice and shiny. The good news today is not for someone who came in here uh, ratty and, 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 and homeless off the street today. The good news is for any and everyone. And can I just say this, when you walk through these doors on a Sunday morning, it does not matter what you're wearing, it does not matter what, what your past is, it doesn't matter the tattoos all over your body, it doesn't matter the piercings all over your body, it doesn't matter what happened last week, it doesn't matter your situation and where you're coming from, it doesn't matter what's in your bank account, what matters is that you are one of the anyone. Anyone. Old, young, anyone. If anyone is in Christ, that means this morning, if you walked in this room, you are anyone. If anyone, this invitation is for all. And can I say this? The good news that we're talking about this morning, this good news that we're about to get to this morning, it is for you and it is for everyone. And I will go as far to say this. If the good news is not for all, then it is not good news at all. Can I say this? If, this? if this good news is not available to any and everyone this morning, if it's not available to everyone, then it is not good news. 
This good news is available to you. You say, I need some good news in my life. Well, just hold on just a second. We're going to get to it. You say, it's been bad news and bad news and bad news and bad news and bad news in my life. Well, just wait just a second. You qualify. You're anyone. This good news is for you this morning. And I want to encourage you. May we always be. Two years in, I believe we are. 20 years in, may we be a church that says anyone, anyone that walks through that door is loved, is hugged, even if it's uncomfortable, all right, is, hand, is given a handshake, is given a warm greeting, is finding friends, anyone. May we be a anyone church. But this good news that we're going to learn about this morning is for you. It's for anyone. Secondly, I want us to see this, the position that is given to all. So we have the invitation for all and now the position that's given to all. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What does this mean? This phrase to be in Christ, the, the phrase in Christ, in him in Jesus Christ and in whom are used 164 times by the Apostle Paul. 164 times he uses those, that small prepositional phrase, and it is used to identify those who have placed their eternal faith in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Those that are in Christ, those that are in the beloved, those that are in him. It is those that have placed their identity in Jesus. It is those who have given their heart to Jesus. The good news this morning is the gospel. That is what the good news is. And, and those that are in Christ have received the gospel. Second, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted up and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. You see, those who have received salvation through Jesus Christ and him alone are in Christ. In Christ. I want to ask you a simple question today. Is your life in Christ? I want to ask you a simple question today. Has there been a time when you have repented of your sin and believed in Jesus Christ? He wants to save your soul. Remember the first point? Anyone. But, you, but Josh, you don't know about my past. Anyone. But Josh, you don't know about the relationship. Anyone. But Josh, you don't know about my sinful habits. Anyone. You don't know about my addiction. Anyone. You don't know the trouble that I'm in. Anyone. Anyone. This morning I want to ask you a simple question. Are you positioned in Christ? And what does that mean? That means are you a child of God? What does that mean? That means have you acknowledged your sin? Have you acknowledged that you're a sinner? Have you, have you understood that there's a penalty for your sin? Just like your mama when you were growing up and you did something wrong, there was a punishment for your sin. Back when I was raised, that punishment came with like stripes on my hiney, all right? Whatever y'all do, whatever y'all new parents do, I don't know, but when I was growing up, I had little stripes on my hiney. That's the way it worked. 
And that was when my mom did it. My dad, he was, he was chill. My mom was like, whoa, she was ready. She was ready. I ain't lying. Um, but we know that there's a penalty, right? You do wrong, you get punished. You get punished. And acknowledging that, that my sin has separated me from God eternally, and that there needs to be a, a bridge that is built between my sinful flesh and my creator. And this morning, the good news is that those who are in Christ have walked over that bridge, and that bridge is Jesus Christ himself. They have walked through that door, and that door is Jesus Christ himself. I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me, Jesus. Jesus. You see, this good news is for anyone this morning, but this good news is that you are in Christ. This good news is that you are a child of God. This good news is that your eternal destination is sealed. This good news... It's called the gospel. And it's simply this. You're not good enough. But he is. It's simply this. The life that you can't live, the perfect life, he came and lived it. Hey, the good news is this. The death that you deserve to die for the wages of sin is death. He died the death you were supposed to die. He lived the life you couldn't live. And he died the death you were supposed to die. That is the gospel. He didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. Easter Sunday, we celebrate it every year. In fact, we celebrate it every Sunday. We sang about it this morning. He rose again. He's a living Savior. I'm asking you today, is he your Savior? I don't care if he's your mama or your daddy or your cousin's Savior. Is he your Savior? But I was raised in church. Well, there's a bunch of people raised in church that don't have Jesus Christ as their Savior. There's a lot of people raised in church. If you think somehow that your parents through their bloodline gave you eternal life, you got another thing coming. The only thing you got from your parents in bloodline was sinful, a sinful nature. You learn how to sin from your parents. I know I did. Sorry. I got to take advantage of every time I can do this with my parents in the audience. I have to do this. The position given to all. It's for anyone. And that position is in Christ. It's the gospel. But what, what happens though? The evidence, thirdly, see this this morning. The evidence that is seen in all. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Can I just say this for those of you that have truly received the good news, that have a real personal relationship with Jesus Christ, this wasn't some quick prayer you prayed to get somebody off, off of your back. This wasn't some speech that you made that somehow gave you some magic power. This isn't a get out of hell free card. No, if Jesus Christ truly came in, if you were truly his child, then old things are passing away and all things are becoming new. Can I say this this morning? We will not preach a cheap gospel here. Listen, if Jesus Christ is your Savior, then things in your life will change. The things that you used to do, you're going to sense the Holy Spirit inside of you drawing you away from the things that you used to do if you're truly a believer. Hey, listen, the things that you used to say and the way you used to treat your wife and the way you used to treat your coworkers, you do that again and the Holy Spirit's going to start working on you because we believe that when, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passing away. All things are becoming new. And this morning, that's an amazing evidence. 
See, this morning, I want to give to you good news. And this good news is not for one day, way down the road when you die, that you can go to heaven one day. That's part of it. Praise the Lord for that. But there's, I hope, Lord willing, there's a lot of life to live from right now for me until that day happens. Listen, we serve a God when Jesus Christ saves you that comes in and changes your life from now to eternity. Now to eternity. You see, His Holy Spirit, I know this is a lot of Christianese and a lot of Bible talk for you, but God gives you His Spirit. You can't see Him, but He comes in and dwells. You can sense Him. If you listen real closely, you can hear Him sometimes. He gives you his spirit, and his spirit makes all things new in your life. We're commanded to walk in the spirit. Can I say this? People would ask, well, then do you believe you're saved by your good works? And I say, absolutely not. The Bible is very clear that we are not saved by our good works. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 tell us that it is by grace through faith that we are saved. However, however, there is a verse 10. We are saved to do good works, for we are his workmanship, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Listen, if you're a true child of God this morning, you will, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and, and, and hear me out, not everybody displays this the same, but you will be provoked to do good. If you're a child of God this morning, you will be provoked to do good. The evidence is a life changed. A life that has experienced the good news of the gospel is a life that is being changed from the inside out. It's a beautiful change. Listen, changing from the outside in, you can have all that you want. Change from the inside out is a beautiful change. It's a change that's only given and brought upon by Jesus Christ. I want to close this morning with our final points. And then you say, Josh, we've gone through the whole verse. Almost. I want to close this morning with a word in this verse that I want to highlight for you, that I want you to take into consideration this morning. Look at the verse one more time. Therefore, if. It's a two-letter word. Very small word. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That tiny word, if, is a conditional word. We understand what if means. If means you have an option here. If means if you do this... A choice that must be made. If brings with it an acceptance or a rejection. If you choose this certain way, then here is what is going to take place. If you choose the other way, then that is what is going to take place. And can I say this morning, I asked you if the Holy Spirit would speak, would you listen? And I asked you if the Holy Spirit prompted you to do something, would you do it? Will you think about that word if this morning? Can I say this? At some point in time, every single man, lady, boy, and girl has got to come face to face with the word if. If. And so I ask you today, have you come 
face to face for your salvation with the word if. You see, the good news is great news if. You see, Jesus wants to change your life from now into eternity if. You see, God's got an amazing life for you. He's got a life that is, going to, that is going to radically change you into an amazing person closer to him and more like him. If You see, God has a home created and prepared for you in heaven. That he's not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance and be with him forever in glory. If. If. You say, what's the If. Josh, what's the if? John chapter 1 and verse 12 tells us, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. You say, what's the if this morning? Mark chapter 1 and verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled. This is Jesus' words. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus says, repent and believe in the gospel. You see, the if is very simple this morning. If you will believe in him or if you will reject him. You see, we've all had that choice to make. Some of you that have grown up in church and have never made this decision, it's really tough for you. Because you know that you know it up here, but you know that it's not right here. And that 12 to 18 inches can seem like miles. But this morning, to every person who was raised in church, to someone who's here for the first time today, and maybe you've never been to a church service before today, I don't know where you're at. But I can tell you this morning that you have a choice to make. To repent and believe The good news, the good news that Jesus Christ wants to save your soul. Or you have the choice, if, to reject him and to continue doing life your way. And can I be real this morning? Here's what your way looks like. Get a good job. Make some decent money. Get that house that you really want. Get to a certain status. Have those vehicles that you want. Take the vacations that you want. And let's be real. Retire. Enjoy it. Go to the beach some. Awesome. Die. And at the end of the day, everything that we all worked for for our entire lives, the moment that we pass away, it also fades away for us. Just be real. You can have all the fame and fortune, and that's great. But the moment you pass away, it passes away with you. But Jesus gives you something greater. Jesus offers you so much more with the good news. And that good news is eternal, everlasting life in Christ. That means that when we're walking down this road called life, we are in Christ. And that means when we cross over to the other side, that means when we cross over into eternity, that we are in Christ, you see, John chapter 10 tells us that we are in the hand of Jesus. And not only are we in the hand of Jesus, but we're in the hand of God. And no man can pluck us out of his hand. I ask you today, 
Do you have a real personal relationship with Jesus? If God spoke to you today, did you listen? If God is prompting you to do something today, would you do it? This has been the preaching podcast from Keystone Church and Pastor Josh Cox. For more information about Keystone Church, visit keystonerdu.church. Please subscribe to hear future messages. Thank you.